people love when you eat into the mic. <laughs> it's our first ASMR foray. This is this is an experimental episode, everyone. Uh, Will's gonna eat some nasty ass mac and cheese. Yep. I'm sipping, literally sipping the tea. Yep, I'm drinking uh, coffee. I forgot to turn off when I left for work this morning, so it's got that nice burnt taste. And then mm. I've got a warm old style, and I've got this mac and cheese with uh, raw garlic and raw onions in it. So I'm going to be, you know, ready to get laid tonight. It's a good thing you're engaged. Because, oh. <laughs> like, that's going to be coming through your pores later. Yep. <laughs> I had a moment of hooking up with someone after like you know a random person after two years and realizing that I have to be careful if I have a hibarito and (laughs) and I also had to fart so bad that I had to walk downstairs and go outside and fart because you know it's gonna be a hot fart too with that hot loud yeah like a one the kind you have to you to do like in good faith you have to do a check but then I (laughs) but then I got back upstairs and forgot my uh my my window was open so I she didn't say anything about it but I have to imagine maybe she just thought it was like a neighbor or something I don't know I wish you would have done that thing that all us insecure people do and really try to overdo it and when you got back up be like oh man I just stepped outside for some air did you hear that homeless dude just rip ass (laughs) it was on the tip of my tongue when I walked in and it was like (laughs) don't (laughs) yep you're you're pulling yourself out of a deep emotional ditch just get through it without saying anything oh well you know yeah welcome back everybody welcome back we're We're doing good john's been having some sex hosting marathons Mm -hmm. we're back yeah between sex marathons and motoring to myself in the shower asking circular questions about why did this fail and you're just sitting there and then you're like damn now i need to maybe i should just get a little reckless in the dms today when we when we checked in the other day just because i know our our listeners really want to know stuff like this uh john and i were checking in on each other and he let me know that he's been uh muttering uh charles brownson quotes from one of the probably most unpleasant movie that that he was in while he's walking around the house by himself and that I've been caught without realizing I was doing it while making food just saying Donda over and over so we're doing good yep. no one's really having issues <laughs> right now this is now yeah. the, officially the the uh Donda Bronson podcast I'm talking to the cat that isn't even my cat that's just in my apartment and I'm just doing the Bronson quote uh because it, it for for our listeners uh, it was uh the bronson's congete that um boy <laughs> let me tell you don't smoke a lot of weed maybe before watching that one i made the similar mistake when i did that while watching naked lunch when i was in college for, for the first <laughs> time uh the parrot cage scene did not go over well with me yep. uh had a panic attack kind of a little bit with this one um i'm we're just going to skip over why, but you can check. If you know the movie, you know what I'm talking about. And, uh, yep. and all, we'll, all we'll say is like, if you, if you watch 10 to midnight and found any of that, even mildly unpleasant, maybe don't check out Kinjinte. Don't. It will, um, it will upset you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But it has the best opening ever, 
where um, Charles Bronson is uh, busting some guy for having sex with an underage person. Spoiler, that's where the unpleasantness comes from. And um, to punish the guy, he like he's like, oh, man, he's like, you, you haven't you, you like these young kids. Oh, it's becoming a little like my Clint Eastwood. Hold on, let me. True. Yeah, you gotta. <laughs> you like these young kids? There it is. And so he's this guy's like, oh, don't hurt me. And anyway, <laughs> Bronson just before the movie has even really gotten to going, just well, not on screen, but it is deeply implied, no pun, that he shoves that tilto up that guy's ass to make a point. Immediate retribution. Immediate retribution. And then the best scene I've seen all year is he comes home to his wife who's just like making food and cracking him a beer. And he's like, Yeah, I did something uh, I'm not too proud of today. <laughs> yeah, I loved that moment was worth all the unpleasantness of it. Her it's wife just being movie. like, It's, it's just probably a... not so bad, honey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. Remember what you did last year. <laughs> yeah 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 in the other jay lee thompson movies you did <laughs> yes this is the last one for the guy and you went out with a with a bang by this gigantic monster dildo uh as revenge and then the ending of the well oh, you we can't see spoil it, that. but it calls back to the beginning <laughs> it does this is a, it's a full circle kind of movie Yep. skip 10 seconds if you want, don't want to know but it just is that he's like now you're in jail and you're gonna get ass raped yep. that's the end of the movie and he walks away and it's like it's like that classic go-to for like conservative dudes where yeah. that's always they're, they're in their mind the ultimate thing they're like ha ah, they'll finally be in, finally in prison forced to have butt sex this is the ultimate I think right wing vigilante film oh I, yeah i would hard agree <laughs> it's got it's got a uh, racism that you know which is aware of itself but you know it's calling to question the racism but i'm not entirely sure how concerned uh, no they are about it I think it's um, like if, if if spring breakers didn't work in in the way that it you know enjoys the spoils but also you know is calling to task those spoils it might look something like this because this movie knows they're there but it's not really interested in uh breaking that down or really thinking about it <laughs> no not but, really there's moments where it's like huh and then it's just like we're gonna yeah, i hope he gets we'll make sure this guy gets raped yep yeah i mean how many times does he say that it's quite a few <laughs> A lot, because that's what I like, you know, would mutter to the cat, like, you know, like, oh, no, <laughs> hope you weren't raped. And then I'm like, I'm just kidding. And then I feed her. <laughs> Your cat's just like, what the fuck? Somebody <laughs> help this guy out. Yeah, she's she's been a real trooper. So, uh, you know, she's going to really uh, enjoy this last month with me. <laughs> <laughs> Until I steal her. And we, yeah. <laughs> There are plots being hacked. <laughs> Big beep right there. That's anyway, like... so welcome back. Yeah, um, welcome back. All right, we're um, we're just gonna talk about some news, some movies. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, we are gonna do that. <laughs> we'll save. I think what we really want to talk about till the end, yep. and I—that's a movie that we both saw. Mm -hmm. 
that you haven't liked you've liked all of them except for this one so we'll we'll, yep. we'll come back to them i have a little surprise for that that i got in the mail today oh yeah um <laughs> were you um were you in the audience at the marathon when i alluded to how i feel about that movie yes i was oh, god the amount of people that came up to me <laughs> oh. i feared for you in that moment yeah like come on guys we can we can have some fun yeah will was oh, doing sorry. a lot of Spoiler, Terror Train's way better than the movie we're going to talk about. <laughs> like, by a long shot. Even its yeah. flaws are way more preferable. Terror Train's fucking, like, show-a-level masterpiece compared to what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah. Did you say that because of the train? Or... Oh, I didn't. Because uh... what's, what's the real Terror Train? Oh, here we go. <laughs> All right, I got my five, my five spot in. <laughs> I don't have to try these out on the cat anymore. <laughs> oh. All right, um, let's get into it. What's our first? What's our first news item? I don't know. Let's um, see. Oh, we can talk about. Um... <laughs> oh, let's start with Matthew Perry real quick because I don't even. You you'll have to tell me about this. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about it either because I. Yes, I hate myself, but sometimes even I try to draw lines and reading an article about Matthew Perry writing an autobiography is a line for me because I don't think yes I've done some bad shit in my day but I don't think I've done anything bad enough to read an article about that you know well I'm as I'm (laughs) by the way we set this episode up real nice today with really preparing for this Mm -hmm. one um in fact one of these stories we'll do a follow-up episode on because i was making couscous when will was like should we do it today yep and i was picking up i had just picked up some dog diarrhea how do you pick up diarrhea well no what you have to do is so you get both hands in the doggy bag so you can really try to surround it and get as much as you can and then and then you what remains you spray with the the neutral disinfectant (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yeah, if you have any questions about dog cleanup, anything outside of the normal praise you email us, you can email <laughs> Will about that, and you can email me about installing pull-up bars in doorways that don't <laughs> actually seem like they're going to fit, but you can get, you can do it. Yeah. So the, okay, so in the, in the article, Flatiron Books, who's putting it out, well, actually, they won the rights. That's a big deal. Oh, it was a contest uh, it was a- <laughs> for the <this> story. <laughs> well, because we want to find out the it's it's a candid and self-aware book told with Perry's trademark humor that details <laughs> his private struggles with addiction and what fueled it, despite him seemingly have it all, having it all. Oh. So when life's a joke and nothing's going your way, there's you can always go into second gear and do drugs. I don't know. We always need more stuff to really help me understand how hard it is to be a millionaire. They have it hard. I feel like it. Well, it's been a it's been a bit of a dry spell lately. You know, because what now that ScarJo's out of the news because she got her Disney settlement. Who? What other millionaire am I supposed to champion to get their hard earned money? That's a good point. Yeah, um, but you know, I'm excited to if everything goes to shit in my life and I finally decide to end it, I think I'll probably read this book first because that'll make sure that I stay in the headspace. 
Ah, you say that, but this is what he says. The book is to, is because we need humor. We need <laughs> catharsis and we need to agree on something. Uh, what is it? We have, okay. He has, a, it's an extraordinary story that has the unrivaled potential to bring people together in this wow. time of isolation and division. That is from Megan Lynch, the editor at Flatiron. That is, that's a way to sell your bullshit right there. I mean, um, presumably though, unless he's, if this book starts with him saying, let's get something straight, there's never been any funny moment in the history of Friends. Then maybe we can talk about the humor that he's going to bring. But presumably he's coming from the angle that his show, you know, has done something positive for the world. So I don't know. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Yeah, I've never really watched Friends. I was never a Friends guy. So I, I always found that show so fucking annoying. Well, and good, I, if you were a Friends guy, we probably couldn't be friends. So Well, I think that's true. I think Friends changed the chemistry of so many motherfuckers' brains and about how they, like, they have to, like, find friends and what their ideal version of, like, people who are friends are and mm-hmm. just spending way too much time in coffee shops. If you go into a coffee shop, go get your fucking coffee and get out of there. Or get an espresso shot and do it at the bar like a true WAP, okay? Don't, like, <laughs> don't do it this... <laughs> Sorry, the green tea's got me really, really going. That's right good. It's one of the, you know, as we've talked about on here many times, I work hard to, you know, be at peace with all the different opinions of the world, to not be an asshole, but the only show in existence that is a deal breaker for me friendship romance otherwise i can still be around the people but i'm not going to get super tight with anyone who thinks friends is genuinely good (laughs) because i just we're just coming at the world from such a different angle i'm sorry that's hard for me other than like when i would like pass by it other than like when elliot gould would pop up it's like what yeah what the who who is this for (laughs) And apparently a lot of people, because people or like... Billions of people, it seems. Friend, I don't know. Who who cares? Um, speaking of not uh, someone not clearing it, um, our good friend of the show, uh, Chloe... Is it... Wait, I always... Is it Zhao? Zhao. Okay. Chloe Zhao. Sorry, Chloe. Uh, her movie did not do well at the box office. The no, amongst critics. It's not even out yet. It's not this, out yet. I heard. I thought it like did horrible at the box office. I don't think it's out yet. This is critic slamming. It this looks is like the first time they say, "Well, yeah," but they they say this is the first time that a Marvel movie has been uh, rated this low on Rotten critics. Tomatoes. On Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> yep. I mean, I gotta say, man, if this is the death now. For the for the MCU, it's not because the world the world can't be that nice. But even if it makes them have to slow down and not do twenty seven a year, that'd be cool. Like even if I'm a Marvel sicko, it looked awful. It looked like the whole thing took place like in you know how like car commercials when like they try to be like (laughs) you you need the power of the trident, and then there's that shitty looking like Poseidon that comes out of the ground. Yep. that's what the movie looked like the eternals the eternals with uh will's favorite kumel nanjani oh i do love my boy that's you, just, did you actually he's a sweet human man 
Oh, you know, you, uh, okay. And Will's mad at him. Will, <laughs> Will's good friends with him. Will's oh, no, hell no. Not friends. I just used to give him cigarettes and we bonded over the Jersey Devil episode of X Files because it's okay. great. He yeah. does seem like he's probably nice, but he's his presence on what I see of him just it's like, dude, shut up. You're not that what cool. And you're not that cut. Up? I'm more cut than this motherfucker right now. <laughs> does he have a big social media presence? Probably, no. I don't know. I I don't. I don't even know what I've seen him in, so I don't know. Like, yeah. Actually, I don't think I've actually watched him in anything. Yeah, maybe not. Hmm. Well, I guess he's in the movie, and who else is in it? I haven't looked at this shit yet. I don't know. I I just know Angelina Jolie's in it, and oh. Selma Hayek, and then a bunch of motherfuckers I have never heard of, and I'm about people i've never heard of you know i was a kid like a lot of people and i list you know read comics a, a little bit and when these marvel movies come out it's like oh, i remember oh yeah that um, yeah no, that i don't know what this is i guess i didn't know what shang chi was either but i guess that made more money with you know oh yeah i guess they needed aquafina maybe to join the eternals cast and she could just be like damn boy oh shit blue. you know like <laughs> if they had an that accurate little, impression yeah damn yep um aquafina i'm still so surprised she didn't decide to go with a different name when she blew up what an ill-advised decision in the first place sure but i get it if you're like truly an unknown and you're just trying to you know make a splash people remember and shit that makes sense whatever do some dumb shit but the moment you hit success you definitely drop your name being aquafina <laughs> yeah unless you were like big french montana fan i don't know like <laughs> i think she's a big fan of the bottled water i don't try i don't okay <laughs> let me take back what i said about kumil nanjani i don't think I'd, in, <laughs> i he's probably fine you know where you can send this Aquafina. I think there's. Uh, it can be a Marvel Island. We can put them all on a Marvel Island. Yeah, I don't want to kill these people. I'm just saying, like, no. emotionally kill them by like putting them <laughs> in a different place. We should put them on like a really small, shitty ass island, but directly across from the dopest island ever, where you can see everyone who made uh, Blade and Howard the Duck when you know when marvel made good superhero movies yeah and they can see that party just going the fuck off yeah that's their punishment that would yeah i mean i guess sam raimi then could hang out on both islands now because well like, i mean you know that's sam he's he's successfully made a career of that that's true that's yeah. true he is one of the most successful right-wing working directors in hollywood <laughs> <laughs> Congrats to you. I hey, whatever. I like your movies, Sam. Keep making them. I don't give a shit about Doctor Strange three or whatever. But was he doing a Marvel one too? Yeah, and the I, I don't know because it seems like they're trying to bring back all of the people, like the characters he directed in the first Spider-Man movies. Now, okay. I'm assuming it's going to be something where we'll tie in, and I guess that'll be cool if I'm on like the proper amount of drugs while seeing it. But like. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yep. I mean, if Willem Dafoe comes back, then I guess it will have to be the first Marvel movie I've seen in a theater since probably Iron Man 2. So. He is supposedly back. All right. Well, 
You got me, Sam. Yeah. No, I'll see it. You and I can go. And yeah. I mean, I'll watch all of them eventually, as you know, but just to actually go to the theater. But if I get to see Willem's face up there, it's worth it. I mean, Willem's pot, well, he, he was one of the best parts of the Aquaman. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I think, on record saying that's the only superhero movie lately that I've had a, like an enjoyable time in. That I felt like, oh yeah, this was fun, you know, yeah. like. Well, I'm like, worse though. You know, I'm a, you know, I fucking love Zack Snyder. Unfortunately, so I'll hang out with Justice League over here. Yeah, you do that. You <laughs> hang out with Justice League. I, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Who cares? I, let's not talk about superhero movies. Yeah. Sick of them. We don't care. Yeah. Um. Oh shit! Never mind. I guess we do have to talk about him again. Um, Was there another one? Uh, well, the the James Gunn offers an explanation for oh, yeah. military relationship. I wanted to mostly bring this up just to highlight, not that everyone doesn't know it, but truly how much money ruins everything in the world. Because man, you know, I'm not out here saying like Tromeo and Julia and Super are like you know undersung masterpieces of movies or something but to go from just this wild greasy punk kid so quickly to being so bothered by a twitter comment that you have to come to the defense of both marvel and the military that pays for their movies pretty next level and also that now i guess he is officially the the spokesperson for these what people call liberals now which is to defend the military and that they pay for movies incredible uh -huh. blew my mind i was just like jesus man you can't say the mighty have fallen because he wasn't mighty but <laughs> i mean he he and brie larson can now take their picks inside of these fighter jets and be like damn like <laughs> man country is pretty cool like when you need aquafina to pop in the window like oh, on the green screen damn oh snap <laughs> <laughs> the military is not approving these scripts, son. I what mean, a hill to die on. What a piece of shit, man. Yeah, this is, I mean, yeah. I mean, this is just like, let's just, you know what? I'll just read the article because we'll do another episode on this because um, because uh, certainly the Defense Department has never meddled in Hollywood history oh. before. And it's not like they didn't have a long standing contract probably with Disney. Oh, yeah. All the studios. Yeah, most of them. Yeah. Most of them. We'll cut this if the article's not even fun because we didn't even read this yet. But okay, so Matt Schmikowitz from the AV Club is writing this article. And it's great because it starts with a, sport, a trigger warning that, said, that says, this article discusses the plot of the Eternals. If you don't want to hear about the plot of the Eternals, don't listen um so yeah so james gunn says after the embargo lifted on eternals and reviewers began divulging plot details online readers shared some of the film's shocking elements oh, oh boy this is gonna be good one moment in particular that's getting a lot of tension involves the character fastos taking responsibility for the united states air force dropping an atomic bomb on the <laughs> on the city of hiroshima Wait, Wait, one what? of the characters? Wow. So let me read that again. So the character Fastos uh, takes responsibility for the Air Force killing 126,000 civilians in Hiroshima. 
Wow. Bold of Chloe Zhao. I wonder who was in charge of Nagasaki, but... Um... His brother. <laughs> yeah. Wait, is it, do they really sweeten this? Is he gay or something, too? Is that the gay character? Yeah, the, gonna... yeah, probably. His name sounds kind of gay. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you can find out if that's the gay character on your end. I'm just going to keep reading here. Wow. Podcaster Jesse Hawken uh, took umbrage. That's my alter ego, actually. That's me. <laughs> oh, wait. I see gay coming up. Hold on. Um, oh. Jesse Hawken uh, took it umbrage. It is. Fastos is gay. Oh, shit. This guy references the relationship with the military by saying, the gay eternal assuming responsibility for the atomic bomb being dropped on Hiroshima is even more amazing once you factor in that Marvel scripts are all approved in advance by the Pentagon. I mean, congratulations, Jesse. We, we, we all know that. <laughs> I'm, a fan, I'm a fan of your tweets anyway. Um, but, uh, you know, that's, I mean, I guess maybe not everybody but holy shit i mean that is damn that's okay i'm glad because <laughs> that genuinely surprised both of us i think i didn't i've seen I didn't so expect a character to take responsibility for that part of history all right well big dick jesse apparently caught the attention of superhero <laughs> movie maker james gunn who made two guardians of the galaxy films for marvel and is working on a third there we go. Oh, he also, oh, he, <laughs> he also made the decidedly anti-military Suicide Squad. Wow. So decidedly not- military. There's yeah. uh, anti-military. Um, <laughs> damn, that movie did make me think. It's kind of what I was saying about like um, American Sniper, uh, however many years ago. <laughs> That's kind of where I, I went with the Suicide Squad. I'm like, this is like a cause and effect thing. It's like a Fordian thing where it's like saying one thing, but then he does the other. What's going on? It had you just checking over and over. You're like, wait, is James going to pseudonym for Clint Eastwood? Shit. <laughs> I admit, I watched that movie. I was in the throes of uh, emotional oh, catastrophe. Yeah. And I cried during the scene when the weasel died. Yeah. And that's when I knew I had a, I was like, I, I think I need to try drugs or. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Man. I was texting I'm, so many people like, damn. And that weasel gets it. Mm. I just decided to read this article. This is nuts. Yeah. Um, so Gunn also tweets, Marvel scripts are not all approved by the Pentagon. Where do people come up with this nonsense? Incredible use of words there, my dude. Uh-huh. Marvel scripts not are not all. all approved. Wow. Just the ones that directly are literally about it. Yeah, which is most of them. I mean, the next episode we'll do, we're gonna, I, we are gonna dive into this because I'm now getting like riled up, but it's like, yeah. yeah, I mean, Marvel movies are clearly the extension of that like post 9-11 like oh, yeah. thing where it, they're trying to bring us back to like making it like it it is flag waving sort of bullshit kind Mm -hmm. of again um that's why another another, uh you know supposed liberal i guess (laughs) leaving the literally the poster child for like just aggro patriotism yeah i mean like do you remember when the john krasinski guy was in the uh the jack ryan show for amazon oh yeah and he did that promo video where he's like, man, actually, the CIA does a lot of cool stuff. 
they actually do a lot of work and they help protect us uh, yeah that's kind of what that's the vibes i get from this but let's let's see what mr uh, jimmy gunn continued with he says when a film uses military assets for free those specific scripts have to get military approval to make sure the military isn't disparaged <laughs> because god forbid he's not making a very good case this is very few films and from what i know from what he knows the military is pretty loose about it wow um god he's just full damn he I really mean, loves being almost a billionaire at this point they are printing money in his ass for him right now. And he's just whatever you say. Dude, what a fucking stooge. I was so much happier when you got called out for like, I don't know, calling someone gay on Twitter like years ago. And it's just like, oh, he had that human. He got called out for that great. I'm sorry, but I think it's funny. That giving tree joke about the giving tree being a pedophile. <laughs> that's <it> <laughs> funny. That's what it was, dude. He went nuts. Oh, that was it. This whole thing about that he's changed and grown up and he used to like edgelord humor and all that shit. I got to look it up so you can read the, the full joke because this shit is funny. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I'm not like a big James Gunn guy, but it's just like, I'm well, okay. So he, he finishes his tweet by saying, this is so stupid. The guy said all Marvel movies are pre-approved by the military. This isn't true. Saying some movies in Hollywood get approval in exchange for assets doesn't make that any less true. I've never had a movie get approved by the military. Oh, man, what a punk. That also, yeah, what a dope-ass dude. Um, <laughs> even though he kind of like said the opposite of that before. So... I guess he's saying that, yeah, his suicide squad is decidedly anti-military. So the even though he did use military assets probably to make it, it's like the what the military didn't approve it because they were like, no, remember, they're cool about it. They're pretty loose, man. They're pretty. Loose. Oh, that's true. <laughs> of course, those Guardians of the Galaxy movies had to be. Well, I don't know. It's like if there is no military presence in the movie, then yeah, then they don't have to. But I mean, he they probably love that shit, man. I imagine Guardians of the Galaxy playing on bases everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if they change whole parts of their movies to suit the like the viewership in China, like I'm sure they will do whatever the military is like. Yeah, you can't do this Um, because it's not like. It's not like Marvel's the money printer. It's not like Disney's the big dog there. You know, it's well, okay. Before we get too lost in the weeds there, we'll just yeah, say we'll, we'll do that. Put, we'll truly go into the we'll we'll do our truther episode. You will finally get the episode that'll give you something to like uh, you know, feel smart about. Yeah. Um, whereas the rest of this is probably major brain rot a little bit, but that's okay. Yep. Um, well, you know, a big, a big old, big old loud and proud fuck you, James Gunn, man. Yeah. Okay. So wait, wait, wait it, go, it goes on. It goes on. These okay. critics. Okay. So the, this Matt Wyamikowski guy or whatever is uh, saying these criticisms of Marvel are not new. <laughs> I like how it's like Hawken points to a 2019 piece in Newsweek. It's like, this is a guy on Twitter. <laughs> He's having a laugh at all of you too, you fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
which reported Captain Marvel's military involvement. Um, and also, like, that's the least of the problems is Brie Larson being like, the military is okay. It's like, didn't she, I'm pretty sure she had something that was like, you know, people in Israel, if they have to bomb some Palestinians, like, that's just, like, I'm sure. crazy or something. I don't know. Someone will call it. I'm probably misquoting that entirely. But she's definitely had that thought in her head before i mean full white girl magic so you know yeah yeah her and ocasio cortez or she's just like putting her arm around her being like oh like ocasio Cortez is like i had to call up captain marvel when i voted to give israel that more military power (laughs) even though i cried on the internet but thank you (laughs) thank you Um, okay, so in the, in the article, Newsweek quoted a military and veterans affairs website who described the Captain Marvel spot as the recruiting tool of the Air Force's dreams. Um, they said, okay, I'll, I'll read this. In a license agreement with the Defense Department for Iron Man, Marvel Studios agreed in exchange for military support to conform to the DOD approved draft of the screenplay loop the pentagon into the editing process i love this just the the sound that comes from those words yeah <laughs> and cast only actors in compliance with u.s military physical age and grooming standards so oh i think we know what that means i think uh we know a very large portion of the internet can get a little angry today uh-huh. no pun um <laughs> You also the like just the endless harbinger of doom for our society truly collapsing soon. Not that they were some beacon of actual change. Obviously, they never were. But lest we forget uh, who is also in that movie, none other than Tom Morello of Rage Against the Machine playing one of the military people. And he did the movie. Yep. I mean... <laughs> You know, but he gets arrested all the time at rallies. He's just really a everyman. Hey, he voted for Bernie, man. <laughs> I, I think UBI is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, fuck Tom Morello. Um, oh, damn. After the movie's relief, good lord, after the movie's release, Marvel Studios agreed to mutually beneficial to agreed to mutually beneficial marketing initiatives, including encouraging the involvement of recruiters. <laughs> the Pentagon has partnered with Marvel Studios several times since, including Captain America, The Winter Soldier, and Iron Man 2, which included scenes shot on location in Edwards Air Force Base, just like Captain Marvel. Uh, for Iron Man 2, the military provided technical advice, locations, and up to 60 military personnel to appear in the movie's background extras. Well, good, because they couldn't have found those anywhere else. Um, <laughs> of course, Gunn doesn't work on every Marvel film. And his Guardians of the well, Galaxy... Thanks for clearing that up, man. Yeah, that's true. It's a good point, Matt Wyamachowski. <laughs> Appropriately, in Distant Galaxies. So it's fair to assume that his relationship with Marvel in this regard may be a bit different. Nevertheless, we're all very excited to watch the Marvel superhero Fastos take responsibility for Hiroshima, which we all assume will be tasteful and respectful. Okay, so he's, he's a little stinky, he put a little stink at the end okay, there. That's good. Matt Simon, Simeonowski. Wait, you're a very funny guy, Matt. I hope uh, 
love the humor you brought to this. I'm going to click on some of your more articles. Uh, okay, this guy, this guy might be uh, based. Um, he's going on about, oh, did you hear about how, um, <laughs> this is very funny, Mitt Romney dressed up like uh, Ted Lasso. What? I don't know what that is. That I still refuse to even look up the plot for it, but he dressed up as apparently this Ted Lasso guy just to impress Kristen Cinema. Oh my god! And she's like, "That's cool." <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah. I don't know. Like I, I, I thought that was kind of funny, even though that really. <laughs> um. All right, we'll take a look at this guy's. Uh, Bring him on. Yeah, we'll bring him on. We'll see what he's talking about. He, he seems to be a guy who's got a little uh, little bile on the tongue that he really wants to... It's what we like. It's good. Punk rock journalism. <laughs> um, okay. All right, well, should we... I mean, should we just... Let's dive let's in. Let's do it. I want to I go piss and... Yeah. Just stare, so, out, um, stare out the window. We're going we're gonna to talk about everyone's favorite movie from this year. Yeah, um, so from the director know. of such uh, gems as all the real girls, Here, Undertow. Keep, keep introing it. I'll be right back. <laughs> no, keep going. Uh, let's see. Also, uh, he made that movie Joe, where Nick Cage likes metal. We really like that. Uh, you might have heard of a movie called George Washington that he made way back when. Uh, seemingly, seemingly a and every man interested in, uh, you know, often quiet stories about people going through some shit. Big events kept and delivered pretty quietly, I would say. Uh, it was a lot of his career <clears throat> and a career that I quite liked. You know, I would say even when even when he missed, I was still never mad that I watched the movie. And, you know, initially years ago when it was first announced that him and his good buddy uh danny mcbride who i also used to be also quite a passionate stand for uh you know their days doing eastbound and down together i mean danny mcbride's in all the real girls also before he did only comedy uh you know they've done a lot of shit together and they had an opportunity to tackle a pretty big ip a couple years back and uh it's a little movie called halloween Mm -hmm. the cods are still going <laughs> forever and they they tapped these boys to make a movie which john and i disagree on but i can still i can still have fun with their first outing i don't think it's good but you think in the same way that i can uh <laughs> in the same way that i have a good time watching resurrection or the second hour of rob zombies halloween the first one second one's just a great movie we can fight about that if you don't agree. No, I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. But the same way I can do that with those two, I can do that with their first outing. But same cannot be said for Halloween Kills. I went to try to go. I, I, got, um, I got a letter from AT&T today saying that um, I've been flagged for copyright. <laughs> yeah, and I was, was like, and I'm like, ha that's very funny. And I open it and it's like Halloween Kills. <laughs> Dude, say it, frame that. I was I put it on I put it on the refrigerator and I guess I threw it away. <laughs> I also love that you, you didn't even do the the free 
one month peacock trial <laughs> which is undoubtedly though faster than just downloading it so kudos <laughs> to you <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean we've said so much about it in person but i i can't well it's just like I was going to be shocked if you liked this movie, but I thought you would try to defend it. So the fact that you didn't, nope. it's like, you. then this is truly a dog shit movie. If Will can't defend it. <laughs> and if, well, because it, it's like I said, when I watched it, I almost came full circle mm -hmm. because it is so absurd and everyone is in a very different movie. None of the scenes match. They're all from different movies. It is almost become so inept that it's something I can fall in love with. But see, and, I, and I've been actually waffling a little bit lately because the reason that doesn't work is because why it's that way, in my opinion, is that David Gordon Green and Danny McBride, for whatever reason, has decided that they're this story in this universe doesn't actually deserve their real effort or time and so i think they're just shitting it out as fast as they can and laughing doing the best blow in the world while they cash these paychecks on a zero effort movie that they made which i and uh and see i get yeah i'm conflicted because in in one world i like someone who does that with studio money right i like that kind of thing but as we talked about briefly with Jamie, this this shit is pretty nasty. How it's all coming together with Kyle Richards. Any uh, any Housewives fans out there? That that we should bring Jamie on for a real deep dive into that crazy web of shit. But yeah. basically, Kyle Richards and her family and their spouses paid for this movie because they own NBC, who owns Peacock which is also why it debuted on Peacock, which everyone was like, what the fuck is Peacock? Now everyone knows what Peacock is because of all of this. But yeah, Kyle Richards is in the movie. So the whole thing is just so truly unpleasant and icky that I couldn't come back around because there's nothing genuine about it. Because right, like the kind of movies that really go for it and they fail just because people are maybe bad at making movies, that's the kind of shit I can still have fun with. Like ha Resurrection. I think everyone really did try with Resurrection. I, I really do. <laughs> I yeah. don't think anyone tried. Except, again, as my, I can't have much because I have trouble with rich people empathy. But the only person I actually have a tiny amount of uh, that I feel a little bit bad for is Kyle Richards in this situation. Because... I don't think anyone told her what they were doing with this movie. So she's really given it her all and hoping that finally in her evil family, someone will say, good job. You did something good, but nobody told her the movie they were making. I don't think. Yeah. And so that I do, I genuinely feel a little bit bad for her when I was watching this movie, but it just, I don't even want to say movie anymore. Actually, I just the string of deleted scenes is still the most honest review I saw that's a good way of putting it because i didn't i mean okay one this is not a fucking horror podcast a lot of you need to take off your john carpenter's halloween shirts one throw them in the wash they need to be washed <laughs> and you know you can branch out there's horror movies are great but my god um that <laughs> getting that out of the way um i the reason we're talking about this is because this is like 
like we've seen some bad movies like and we've disagreed on stuff you know we've like talked about stuff and it's just like fodder for our own conversations but i don't know this one just felt like this this is like what i felt and this is outside of like mega blockbuster shit even though this is like kind of that's a franchise but it's like seeing this like what should have just been a movie to go like catch with your friends and you know maybe it's good maybe it's just okay i mean it was so inhuman of a movie and such a like dispiriting watching experience even for something that i don't care about because um it's trying to imbue the movie with so much like pathos and like um all this blood and backstory and it's like there's something about a cop at the beginning who like sees his his pig friend get butchered by michael myers and it's like well fuck we're gonna loop back to that story thankfully and then you have like ancillary characters from the very first movie that just like have these way neat like they they have cameos that they would get at something like Music Box of Horrors, where it's like, and this person who played Lindsay Wallace for five minutes on screen, bring her up. <laughs> and that's appropriate. But this is the movie just like shows you, it's like, and there she is. And there, and they're not even the same actress. <laughs> so oh. it's like, who cares? I guess the, the, the nurse from the beginning is the same. Cool. But, um, great. <laughs> it's like, whoa, holy shit. Is that the nurse that uh, is at the very beginning of the movie and never pops up again? Yeah. Um, and then to play the ch- the child Tommy from the first one, and who's been mm. in you know, who's best played by Paul Rudd. We all know that, right? Um, you have uh, Anthony Michael Hall in what I would imagine he was the one holding the bag of cocaine. I think because yeah, yeah. between those takes. My, my man is just shoving that shit in his head and like he is so beyond like a character in a movie it was like i don't i wasn't sure what i was watching with him yeah and that's why i almost those are the many of the moments that it almost came around for me because he's going so hard but uh they don't even know what to do with that I don't know. <laughs> they have him chanting that stupid line that uh-huh. nearly caused me to turn the thing off. Like, eat, like, I don't know why I kept watching it. I, I, I was just like, what? I guess I have to see how this ends some, for some reason. Uh-huh. And like, um, obviously, spoilers, you know, with all this shit. But I think the moment truly that I was like, wow. Because I also, as you suspected, that I <laughs> suspected that I would defend this movie. Because, <laughs> you know, again, we're in the world of fucking horror, right? Like, like I'm the person that will try to convince you that Hellraiser bloodline is actually worth your time. Like, I'm that piece of shit. And so if I can't defend your fucking sequel, you've really done something wrong here. But it's the moment at the hospital when the poor little squat turtle man <laughs> who escaped from the mental hospital oh is, supposedly, is supposedly thought to be Michael Myers. And it's amazing how much time David Gordon Green and Daniel Pride spend in the screenplay giving us supposed justification for that because it keeps coming up and people keep saying, yeah, but I've never seen him without the mask. 
Do you think he, when he takes the mask off, he stops being 6'5 and like 250 pounds? And having like no like body fat. He yeah. shrinks into this like poor man with like atrophied muscles. <laughs> like, what, oh, that moment. Oh, and again, yeah, I don't have logic in horror movies. I don't give a shit. I don't care. We're having a good time. But again, there's, there's, there's zero fun. You have to have some semblance of logic, though. Or you go like, hard into not having it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, making fucking spookies or something. There was nothing that held that together. It was just like, you're chasing a mentally ill, portly fellow that is, you know, drooling out of the side of his, like, mouth. Let's get retarded. Like... Who the fuck was like? In any way, would you be convinced that this is Michael? That's Myers? Michael Myers. That's the that's the shape right there. You think the shape is shaped that way? <laughs> if he's bothering trick or treaters, it's to steal their candy and eat it there yeah. on the street. Okay, guys. Like, if that if that's evil incarnate, I don't know. <laughs> just, <laughs> it was just so unreal, and also the like the gall to not only write the mount shoot edit put out that scene with a straight face but to have it all cloaked in the supposed grand statements about how mobs are the you know the slippery slope of evil that all humans are a part of wow thanks guys jesus yeah. christ man never seen like, that a approach in the movie before <laughs> and, and that's what thing. happens guys have you heard about fear it makes you think that a poor sad man who just needs a hug and a cigarette and medical you know, probably also you know some some real help and probably to be institutionalized sure but yeah you know someone just give this man a fucking cigarette and let him sit down for a second but nope because if you have fear if you have blind fear you will immediately just kill everyone <laughs> He would have just hugged a cat too hard and killed. Him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the only danger here. Yeah, he's only gonna fucking mice and men the situation. And maybe you know what? Maybe evil could have died tonight, and it would have been him like snuggling with Michael and hugging him too tight. Because you know the the as far as we've come in the Halloween universe, right? Michael is no longer just an idea of evil. He's a very real human right at this point yeah so presumably he has to sleep at some point so we find out where he's sleeping and let this dude hug him to death and then evil would have died to i him. love you <laughs> <laughs> like and then afterwards it's just like you see them like this mutilated murdered mentally disabled man's body coming out and then panning to everyone just like head in their hands being like Shouldn't, right, shouldn't have killed the sweet innocent uh you know fella who you know has the huge bag of candy corn on the side of the road like we should have just so small i can't stop i get maybe a little upset like i know he's just an actor but i'm like this is just like this guy would be like a tiktok star you know what i mean oh. He would have been a guest on like fucking if Tonetta had guest stars in his mom's basement <laughs> back in those glorious days. This guy fucking runs with Tonetta for sure. Yes. And let them run together, goddammit. Give him a field and let them run. <laughs> and like, like, you know, I'm sure Tonetta's mom makes like dope baked goods. <laughs> yeah. There's so many movies that I watch that feel 
so far from like a human having made it and just yeah. like a classically trad thing of like an algorithm made it but it was like I don't even think an algorithm could have made this movie. It's no, it's too nihilistic. <laughs> yeah, it's distinctly human, but in the most like disgusting way. Like it's just like there's little things to like get fans to be like, that's I, ah, that whoa, the masks from Halloween three shit. Like, <laughs> but like ultimately what you're being served up is something that doesn't even like there are no legs to it. There are no stakes to it. It is, um, it's sad that John Carpenter's name is attached to it at all. Cause it's just like, I don't know. I, I, I'm assuming Carpenter is just smoking so much weed and playing like NBA 2K all the time that he like, just I mean, someone, I don't know if it was a tweet or what, but someone, <laughs> cause when it came out, Gordon Green was, you know, excitedly talking for an interview or something. It was like getting my script notes back soon from Carpenter for Halloween ends or whatever. And someone did something along the lines of <laughs> David Gordon Green, in quotes. So, okay, everyone starts chanting evil, and then it cuts Carpenter, exhales bong smoke. Sounds good, man. <laughs> he doesn't care. And in fact, do you remember when the first one came out, how there were all these like press things of it being like, we're with John Carpenter. John Carpenter is successful. He's passing the baton I noticed there was nothing no. <laughs> this time. It's of him. purely like, ah, to, this is the episode apparently, but this shit feels as like dirty as a Marvel movie because it feels that canned. Like it truly is. There's zero life. There's zero heart. It's truly just check all the right fan boxes to make sure people are happy. Pretend it's saying something that's a little bit woke. You know, right now, yep. good to go. Because it's a, it's like I just kept saying that it's just literally zero fun. Because I can, again, I will, I will suffer the worst and probably defend the worst in almost any horror movie. <laughs> I will find <laughs> things to like, but even there, there, none of the kills are any fun. I mean, look, you put fucking, you know, my my hero for Mad TV, Stuart, is that actor's name. <laughs> Stewart is in this movie and I still didn't have any fun. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, it there were so many things that like I thought could like I don't know, like the the beefcake style bullshit of like Michael Myers coming out and like I'm gonna kill all these these uh these firefighters. It's like what who I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's like not this isn't cool. It's not scary. No. It's just it was so it, silly. It's out. It is a little. That's where it became a little algorithmic to me because it was like, yeah. oh, so it's just like we're gonna up the ante here, and now he's gonna. I, I don't know. It, it's all that felt very marble. Like, uh, yeah, just like the motherfucker going through, like ripping through. Like I remember when they put that in, like that that really awful Star Wars movie that I just. Oh my well, god. That limits it to what twelve. What was the one with the? Uh, uh, she was in all those uh, movies with Eddie Redmayne. They're the new Hepburn and Tracy. Um, they're, they're, whatever, Felicity. Whatever. Um, she. Uh, oh, she played RBG. Your favorite. Oh. You have the RBG sweatshirt on right now. Yeah, for sure. 
sure. um, whatever her name is. She was in the one Star Wars movie where it's like they all die at the end and people were like, whoa. <laughs> like, I didn't know these movies understood emotions. And like the end of that movie is like Luke Skywalker or something like, or no, Darth Vader shows up and just massacres everyone in a way that you wouldn't have seen in an 80s movie. And it was that sort of like dumb bullshit to be like, to literally posit like it's there to feel the reactions on the internet of like the head blowing emoji like yeah it's true yeah whoa it's all designed for emojis yep just michael just like so i found it i found it to be like really god it was just so unpleasant and unfun to see michael myers move like that also yeah yeah because that's part of the fun is the slowness and the methodical. And I promise I'm not like getting into zombies who should be slow territory <laughs> or any shit like that. Because we don't actually care about this. No, he, just, moves, he moves in all of them in yeah. different ways and all that shit. But watching him be like a fucking John Wick type scene. <laughs> and I love, I will really go to bat for all three of those. But sure. watching him be in that kind of scene, that's when I was just like, I don't, ah. Uh, it was just so boring and lifeless at the end of the day. I'm just saying the same shit, but it was, I don't know. There was just nothing to be had. And I still, as you know, I'm an idiot. And if I hate something, I have to watch it three times before I decide for sure. And I still haven't done the third, but the you second one really made me wish I was peeling my skin off slowly. Oh, I'm so sorry that you watched that again. I'll I mean, be doing it again soon. Oh, God. I mean, what do you expect to get on this third one, though? You never know. That's my rule. You never. No, I, th- I think you do know. I think there's sometimes where you know. Yeah, but I don't trust myself, so I have to do it. Well, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe you'll see a little spark left in Jamie Lee Curtis's eyes on the third one because I saw a person tired. Yep. Like you know what, I what? Trauma. <laughs> it's all over the movie. <laughs> In fact, my big brain take is this is, you know, she came out, I think, like once or twice and said that, like, this is a movie about trauma and kind of like, you know, open the present for everyone before they even had a chance to guess what was inside. But I had a feeling that this one was going to explore trauma in a way that honestly, I think is kind of new to horror movies. I haven't. I haven't seen a lot of horror movies there. Something's based on trauma in the past and how it comes back. It's certainly not the bedrock of ghost stories and like horror movies in general or whatever, but like, it was just cool that this time it was like really about trauma. And um, I felt traumatized, you know, I legit- made me like want to go back and change a lot of movies that could have used more trauma. You know, like, like think how powerful something like, like Maniac could be if there were trauma involved. There wasn't much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, rip your heart out. It would be, I mean, yeah. I mean, if like there was a background to like the motivations (laughs) of the killers or like the actors in a horror movie that is based off of that. But you know what? Like not everybody has the, um, has the spine to attack a story uh, like David Gordon Green uh, did to make uh, Halloween Kills because I've learned more about trauma and how it affects people. What's funny is though, is that he did, they did the same thing with the first one. 
And I remember them doing this in the press. Like, she's like, it's about trauma. It's a movie about trauma. It's a movie about trauma. The movie is about trauma. The 2018 movie obviously was a movie about trauma. The whole last movie was a study in trauma. It's a lot about rage and trauma. Rage and trauma colliding. Trauma and evil meeting. They made a movie about female trauma. Well, it's nostalgia, but it's nostalgia based on trauma. <laughs> what does trauma really look like? This is what trauma looks like. Lori is really a, a dealing with a lot of post-traumatic stress, PTSD, PTSD, PTSD. I liked that it was a movie about trauma and I liked that it explored it through generations. Family trauma, generational trauma. Generational trauma, family trauma, you know, generational trauma. Generational trauma. Generational trauma. Yeah. Trauma. 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 The trauma. It's a movie about trauma. For saying well, that's from both. Yeah, it's for both, right? Because it's like... You built all of them. <laughs> I just remember seeing that and just like, okay, I guess, I guess I know what you... I guess that I see this... It's nice when the subtext is there before the movie, number one um and that someone has to constantly be like no uh for everyone who's been okay because here's what I kept thinking it's like why do you have to keep why is your press release making why do you have to say trauma each time it's like do they know that their movie is so bad that like <laughs> they're like we're marketing this to victims of assault and trauma and um you've gone through great pains to like work through things let's see if we can maybe undo a little bit of those and just walk you through this movie here that <laughs> is gonna make you feel unhinged is it okay my last thing about it i think yeah is do we think it's possible it's a grift like, fully, yeah. like, do you think fully that they, because the first one to me isn't quite to this level. All the shit is there. All the same things that I hate about this one are in that first one. But the first one to me still has a little bit of them being excited, I think, to be doing a horror movie. And especially in this universe has a little bit of that still. But this one is completely devoid of that. And I, I don't, I don't want to give them credit. And even if it's true, I wouldn't give them credit because I think it's lame if this is what they came up with. But I wonder if it's truly a grift and that they're just going to see how far they can go with the now, you know, Exorcist trilogy and then Hellraiser potentially. Like, is it a yeah, game yeah. or are they just ready to be billionaires? I don't know. I don't know. I've, I'm thinking way too hard about this. Never mind. It's a strong no. There's no grift. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is just, uh, this is a guy who doesn't have anything going on anymore and to be honest we're diff we have different opinions on us i've never been a huge david gordon green guy but whatever yeah. pineapple express was very funny um i kind of thought his other stuff was terrence malick bullshit but um <laughs> it's a good thing we're programming one of uh his yeah, it's um, true. um but uh i so there was not i think when you're talking about like the remnants of like how they were still excited with the first one barely like don't get me wrong barely yeah. it was but I think still that was us going into the movie i think we were barely excited because we're like we don't know yet we don't know if yeah. this is suck like yeah and maybe also just the, the exciting gimmick of again however you feel about his movies david gordon green and danny mcbride making a halloween movie was a pretty exciting potential concept like it didn't turn out so well and this 
this one didn't turn out so well and i imagine the next one won't turn out so well but the next one takes place during covid so uh cool expect a lot of people with masks on and you're like which one but michael myers doesn't believe in it he thinks it's a hoax <laughs> yeah oh, it's don't cute. worry we'll, we'll we'll get the you know the incredible makeup effects and donald pleasance will be back for some reason dumb shit oh my god how they digitally inserted donald Pleasant. no wait wait that's their whole thing did you okay that's zero cgi no there was a little cgi nope. i studied nope. that face there was a weird no wait no 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 i'm telling you you can you can look it up because the effects team got so sad so they posted everything like the whole you can look at the process and all that shit actual truly physical makeup straight up so that was a guy playing that's a dude him. that looks like donald pleasance that they altered more to look at, very close to look like donald pleasance okay so there was some probably digital no no digital Not? okay no. no they show him in the makeup chair because i thought that when i was watching the movie i straight up was like god that cgi is terrible yeah that's what i, I, was, <laughs> I was like he has like that smooth face shit yeah but no that's what he looked like so it's you know i mean that that is in theory cool but also dumb unfortunately you have a lot of other movie you have to sit through but if uh but actually if you do want to see that scene it's like in the first five minutes so steal it it'll be worth getting a letter in your mail um they can't do anything and um just well, maybe next they'll like they'll make a uh they'll remake phenomena and do the same makeup process to bring back john pleasant i hope i hope i really hope you can touch um any uh film in the argento canon i <laughs> i'm extremely happy that he's now gonna fuck with hellraiser although thankfully that's just a television show i think yeah um but boy can't wait till he tackles the exorcist franchise which it's just L's all across that <laughs> filmography. So um, even though we disagree on part three, I don't hate part three. I just think it's needlessly wordy and talky. Maybe. That, we're going to do that. We'll do It'll that. be spaced out because we're not a horror podcast. But one of these days, we'll, we're going to really debate the... Uh, I mean, we have to do all of them, though, because I'm sure you're in the same camp as me in defending Paul Schrader, so we really have to just do all the exorcists. Yeah, I mean, it's like the Paul Schrader one's fine. It's not great. It's not even that good, but it's like, I, I like it. Yeah, It might be almost that good, though. Maybe that it is. <laughs> it, that's been a while since I've seen that one. Yeah. I mean, for sure, too, I think. It's, I, 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 that's not even ironic. I think, too, it's really <laughs> just a good movie. Like, yeah. I enjoy really the best. Then two, then one, then Schrader. Yeah. <laughs> First off, Exorcist is like maybe like the one. Per- All right, this will be for another episode. I'm not gonna lose it on you right now. And I'll start. I have to pee so bad. I'll pee on the cat that's at my feet right now, accidentally. So like, just cut it there when you edit this episode. <laughs> yeah, I have to pee so bad. I'll pee on the cat, like hard cut, like you did with the David Gregory one. <laughs> like no outro music, just stops. Yeah, uh, yeah, this podcast is about to get a lot more, le- is like way less ambitious. Remember when I was doing little fun, you know, little collages on like two of the other? Yeah, we're not doing that anymore. No, only if it calls for it. Yeah, when I was slowing things down and having fun with my editing stuff. Nope. 
We're, there will be no more production work. We're just, until Stella gets her groove back, this is going to be bare bones. Yeah. Enjoy that's, it. that's also, you should use the, use how Stella got her groove back music for the intro of this one. I, I will. <laughs> the second I get off, I'm going to like, be like, actually, maybe I will slow the, slow it down. <laughs> yeah, you maybe let's chop and screw it a little bit. <laughs> Uh, all right, you all need right. to go. I need to go. Got a scoop, but I will also I'll text you about highs and lows. Shit, sorry about stupid work change. People keep just walking out in the middle of shifts. Oh wait, should we? Here, let's stop here.